from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour on the Ramsey Networks, and my daughter is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Cheryl is in Medford, Oregon. Hi, Cheryl. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you, Dave and Rachel, for taking my call. This is a first-time caller, and I'm a little... Um, uh, I'm happy to be here. Well, we're honored to have you. Glad How can you're we here, help? Cheryl. Big breath. So um, I have a question. Um I'm in my late 60s, and I'm married happily to my husband. Um, we have five adult children. I've been listening for about a year. And um, what's changed in my situation is my mom passed away about five months ago. Mm, sorry. And mm. um, thank you. Um, it's been, uh, she was sick for a while, so, uh, you know, it still was hard. But the situation is she left. We grew up on a piece of property uh, there, and she's been there since about 1958 and we all grew up there and now this property is in a trust and we're all trying to figure out how to divide it amongst us and it's just been um really volatile not that i um haven't contributed to it because i i'm you know a woman but um i just want to do and honor the lord and just you know honor my sister and my brother but it's difficult because they've all put a lot of money into the ranch and my mother has it in the estate that she wants it divided amongst us. And we've kind of been an outsider because we've branched in other places. And now uh, we're here now, and we're just trying to figure out our role so in that. So what, what, what is the trust asking people to do, and what is it they don't want to do? Um, the trust has asked that we divide it equally amongst ourselves. How is that fair opinion. if they put money into it and you didn't? Um. Let's see how do I go about that. Um, they they invested it in areas that benefited them and in, in kind of a, an area that they wanted to. Um, how did it benefit yeah, them? They didn't own it. Did they make money well, off of that? Yes, one was in uh, hemp, um, trying to grow hemp for a couple of years and building a building that um, utilized that resource. And then another was. Yeah, but in, that building uh, now has a value, regardless of whether hemp's in it or not. Correct, 50000 Yeah, and that, that building, if they built that building with their money, your mom didn't, that should be their money, right? Correct. If I was them, that's how I would see it. Okay. Which is, let me tell you, the whole idea that they would build a building on someone else's property without having everything lined out in the trust in detail was pretty stupid because it sets up a big argument. Your mother and um, your brothers and sisters should have their butts kicked for not doing this properly because it leaves you in a lurch. So they, what is it they're wanting to do, the brothers well, and sisters? I, my sister has moved a lot of property. Uh, let's see, has mil- moved buildings onto the property and put buildings on the property, some of them legitimate and some of them not. And then she wanted um, 150000 for providing care for my mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But the trust doesn't allocate that. No, and then her she lived on the property, and her children did. Fifty percent of her children did at the same time for the last five years. With no rent. Correct. 
Okay. All right. Mm. And so, um, well, uh, so I guess the negotiating is that um, I, I assume you guys have an estate. Is there who's the trustee? My brother. Oh Jesus. Okay. The youngest. And he, so he's really caught in this. Bless his heart. Yeah, be, yeah, he is. Yeah. You, okay. You, so you his job, unless you guys come to a mutual conclusion otherwise, he doesn't have a choice. He legally has to follow the terms of the trust, whether he wants to or not. His only out is that everyone agree to something different and go along with it. But otherwise, he's going to divvy this up straight up. He has to, because otherwise he's liable for suit. He has a fiduciary trust responsibility as the trustee to execute the terms of the trust. If he doesn't, any one of you that are the beneficiaries would have have cause against him. So, Cheryl, the fact that you know that there's other, you know, that they've put money into it. How are you feeling? Are you are you on one side saying, yeah, you got to divide it up a third, a third, a third. It's what it says. Or are you like, I want to be fair in this and do the right thing. I just don't know what it is. Where are you yeah. at in all of it? Well, it's kind of complicated because. Um, if all the assets are on one part of the property, it's it's worth 2.2, but it's hard. Uh, some of it's exclusive farming, and so you can't really do anything with it, and that necessarily can build on it, and that's the part that we've been interested in. But then when we research it, it's going to be pretty expensive to try to, you know, put things that we have to do to live there, and we live about an hour away. Why don't you just Mine? sell it? And that's that's a possibility, too. Your part. I mean, been, just sell your part. Oh, Oh, we we just wanted to farm. You know, it's kind of our way to to try to. Well, we have cattle. We don't have a place for them. We've had a, we have a couple at, at the ranch right now, but we have. Um, so you're thinking about moving on the property? Well, we've been thinking about it, but it's been a next little door to all these people that you disagree with. Well, that sounds that's, joyful. That's, that's what I'm concerned about. Yeah, I know? guess so. That doesn't sound fun at all. Like next door to my brother, who's still mad about something that happened 15 years ago. Oh my God! Uh, I would have to have real good, solid, loving, harmonious relationships before I'd want to live next door to him. And I don't know if this story you're telling me ends there. So you need to consider that part of it. But here's the here's the here's your bottom line on the whole thing. Let's pretend that you wanted to allow your hemp brother and your sister tenant to get a little more than you got because they put buildings on it in my mind uh, the care that she provided for your mom is offset by the fact she got free rent so that's absolute bull i'm dropping that one if i'm you but um she gets nothing uh she already got it it's called free rent and so then, then whoever brought buildings on will take the value of those buildings mm-hmm. out of the equation and then split what's left three ways, then they get their buildings back. And so that because you should not benefit, I don't think, ethically from them putting a building on the property because you didn't put money in it. It's their money. Again, the whole thing was dumb, 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 dumb that you all let the, that the family did this. Doing this stuff is how people end up not speaking to each other generationally. You end up with the Hatfields and the McCoys. And so, yeah, you're just, you're, it's just dumb. But anyway, it's all, that's water under the bridge. But let's say that you said, all right, we're going to take the buildings off. Now we run an appraisal. Then you get your buildings back. 
on so you you know you got you got your buildings back and then i get my third of what's left i would agree to doing that and no hundred and fifty thousand that is exchanged for the free rent if you all agree to that then little brother the trustee can go along with that otherwise he has to execute the trust he does not have a choice this is the ramsey show hey listen up when we invest most of us have no idea where our money is going but the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support with timothy plan you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSC. Thanks for joining us, America. We're so glad you're with us. We appreciate you being here. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. Open phones at 888 all right, guys, um, last call uh, about the estate that's messed up and the late 60s brothers and sisters that are left fighting because their parents and them did business very poorly. Uh, what is the takeaway? Number one takeaway, if you're 18 years old or older, you need a will, period. Now, let's understand what a will is. If I, if I have a will if i uh will it for if it is my will for rachel to be on this show she's on the show okay as a guest or as a host co-host right okay mm-hmm. if i have a if if it is my will to wear a green jacket today i will get it out of the closet that's that's what you want to have happen is your will okay that's what having a will means this is what you will it's what you want to have happen in your last will and testament, it's the last thing you want to have happen, and you are testifying to that fact. That's all that means. So this is what I want to have happen when I do a will. And the executor of the will, the word executor is one who executes. They execute what I wanted to have happen. They don't have a choice. Same is true of a trustee on a trust. The executor can't change the will. It's not their job. And uh, even if they don't like it, even if they think it's not fair, they can't just change it. The trustee can't change the terms of the trust. It's not their job. Their job is to execute those, the, the, what that person intended to have happen, what they wanted, what they willed to have happen, and they testified to that fact. Okay? So keeping your will up to date is huge. It should be done in the state according to the laws of the state in which you reside. So if you change states, get a new will. Any other major thing that happens, divorce, get a new will. Death of a someone that's in the will, get a new will. Update your freaking will because it's incomplete, it's wrong, 
You can't execute it if you live in Idaho and you did a will in Tennessee. Okay? It doesn't it's not federal law, it's state law. Probate law is state law. So you it's done according to the laws of the state you reside in when you die. And so if your will is done something or asked for something to be done that the laws of that state you're residing in don't allow and you haven't updated it, you're screwed up the whole thing. This is called grown-up paperwork. Grown-ups do a will. Well, I might die. You're going to die. It does not increase your probability of death when you do a will. You're going to die. There's a 100% death rate in the human race, okay? Plus or minus Elijah and Jesus, okay? The rest of us are going to die, okay? So that's it. You're going to get a will. Go to Mama Bear Legal Forms if you have a basic uh, life and you don't have a lot of complication and get an inexpensive will online. It's a great will, but it's state-specific. Mama Bear Legal Forms, we've endorsed them for years. You've got a complicated situation, get an attorney. Get an estate planning attorney. I have spent an amazing amount of money on estate planning to keep the government's freaking hands off of it. And then once a year, we have a little meeting with all the Ramseys and all the leaders at Ramsey, and we tell everybody again. And it's labeled, if Dave dies this year. <laughs> that's the what? name of the meeting, if Dave dies this year. It's, we call it the Monty Python meeting. I'm feeling happens. much better. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> but yeah, uh, oh my God. And we sit and talk about my death for an hour and a half. And, and what happens? Dives, to, what has good. changed since last year? In the operation of Ramsey, and the operation of this piece of real estate. Is he going scuba diving? What are all the ways? I do all the stuff. Happen. I do all the stuff. So I'm not going to quit doing all the stuff. That's no. not the point, because I'm going to die. It's part of the program. So I'm, I'm good with that, because heaven's on the other side of it. I'm perfectly good with that. So anyway, get a freaking will. And when you're going to do stuff with a family piece of ground like that family had, and you're going to, I'm going to move in with Mama, and I'm going to take care of Mama. Oh, by the way, I'm charging all y'all 150k. Well, kiss my butt. I don't think so. We can stop that on the front end. We don't have to have an issue here. You're going to move in and take care of Mom? So are you expecting to be paid? Uh, we're going to write all this down. Uh, or we think you should be paid, because I'm happy you're there to take care of Mom. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm more than happy with that. And so if you get more of the estate because you took, I'm happy with that. But we should do all of this in writing as a part of the program and then not leave it behind confused. And so if you're doing something in your will, like I'm not going to leave Jim Bob any money because Jim Bob does heroin and he'll go get heroin and kill himself. So Jim Bob, you're out of the will. Go ahead and tell Jim Bob while you're alive because he's going to be pissed and you might as well have the pleasure of him being pissed while you're alive. You might as well stir it up. They might get him off heroin. I don't know. Uh, stir <laughs> it up. Stir it up. He, maybe it'll clean him up. But, I mean, go ahead. You know, this this stuff of mm-hmm. we're going to go into the paneled office of the lawyer and the weird uh, plastic surgery-induced stepmother and the uh, inbred child <laughs> and all this other stuff in there, like some movie, are all, and we're going to have a reading of the will. That only happens in a movie, okay, a bad movie. And we've all seen the movie, all right? Several of them. So in real life, real people go ahead and communicate with their family. They say, brother is putting a $50,000 hemp building on the property. God help us. And so brother is going to get not going to – that $50,000 building is not going to be included in the value that is split three ways because it's his freaking money. And we're going to write that into the trust before brother 
because he apparently smoking the hemp put the building on there without freaking okay. dictating that he was going to get his own money back okay so people listening though right now god need to get a will yes but what do you say to people because i get this question a lot that my parents they don't want to talk about it they don't want to do a will whenever we try to bring up the conversation they shut it down well then don't put they, a building on their property okay i know but but what's your advice what would you say to someone though that's like how do i help my parents see that they need a will so that we're not in this situation mom and dad we love you so much we would love to see that your legacy is carried out the way you want it to be carried out when it's all in your head nobody knows what the flip you want to have happen so maybe you ought to write it down it's called a will it's what grown-ups do okay that's and by the way by the way the government's going to end up with a bunch of this too if you don't if you're going to screw around and do this right some of these estates that's a two million dollar estate there yep, yep. that one is not going to be subject to federal estate tax now but it would have been under obama okay and so uh trump's estate uh limits are still in place right now because biden hadn't gotten around to screwing that up but uh but he will eventually once he wakes up from well anyway the um all right, so, I mean, seriously, people, write it down and then have a review with your family. Here's what we want to have happen. I'll give you another example, okay? The, this is public knowledge, so I'm not telling some big tale. The Ramsey kids now own the vast majority of this company. I own a minority position, but I own the only voting stock, so I'm still in control, okay? We transferred that out of our names Sharon will get none of this company if I die before Sharon does. It'll go straight to the kids as part of our estate plan. By the way, Sharon knows that. Sharon doesn't want anything to do with this place. The kids are going to run it. That's what she does. She just wants money. That's all she wants. And so we got that. We got Miss Sharon set up because we the whole estate plan is also presupposing I'm going to die first, which means she has a plan. <laughs> so, golly. So anyway, that's an example though. Okay, that's a weird thing. It didn't go to my wife and then to my kids. It mm-hmm. went straight to my kids. And uh, and she's one of the owners prior to that. Yeah. Too. So, but you talk about this crap and you put it down in writing. It's called a will. It's called a trust that's updated. So people, do your will and tell everybody about it that is in it or not in it so that they don't have to fight about it later. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. Rachel Cruz is my co-host today. Dennis is in Richmond, Virginia. Hi, Dennis. How are you? Hi, how are you? Uh, so my name is Dennis. I'm 20 years old. And my question is, uh, is it crazy that I'm asking my mom for a loan of $8,000? Uh, 
Now, I know the question sounds crazy because there's not really a backstory. So can I give you a brief backstory to go sure, with it? Sure. Okay. So I've been investing for about two years now. I'm, I started my freshman year in college and I've been day trading for about a year and a half. Um, uh, my closest, one of my closest friends is a, a up and coming hedge fund manager. So I, I get a little bit of information from him, but I'm mainly an investor. Um, about a, a year ago, a year and a half ago, before I started really day trading, um, I was only a referee. That's my only job I have because I'm in college. So I might make $500 in a weekend, and I would take uh, probably about $300 out of that 500 and put it into Webull to invest and then just keep the other 200 to live off. And uh, I would just keep doing that. And at one point, I asked my mom for $3,000 because my um, my father had just – paid all of our child all of my child support at one time my sophomore year um it was forty thousand dollars and i was still trying to um you know where's the money why do you need money if you're day trading why do i need money yeah did you lose all your money yes okay so that's okay, so you suck to. at so, day trading and you want her to give not, you money not really because from yeah really you lost all your money I, you suck at it well, it was from a head because I've also made all the money. I didn't lose. Where's the money? How much money do you have? How much money do you have? Right now, I own, I don't have any money in my brokerage account because I took I took the rest of it out because I didn't want to go any lower. From how much was, money have um, you lost day trading? Uh, I lost about fifteen thousand in a, a week. You that's, suck. That's what made me take my money out. Yeah. But I've also gained about 27000 in less than a year. Yeah. So Okay, let, let me give you the numbers on this, okay? 78% okay. of day traders lose money net-net. When the story mm -hmm. is over, 8 out of 10 day traders lose money. 20-year-old okay. day traders who referee, it's the number's approaching 100%. Mm -hmm. don't do this anymore yeah, and, that's and your mother's right I, no she should I, not give you money i would not give you money because you're going to lose it even if even if you can see that the gains are there and if you check the honey i just told everything. you eight out of ten day traders lose money you're 20 freaking years old and you referee games on the weekend what makes you think you're better than the others people I, I don't, but okay, you're going to lose money, money then. My, yes, I understand that. I then why would you money. keep doing this? It, it gives me more money to invest. At, at a certain point, my mom told me, like her mindset, she nobody in the family invests or does any of this stuff. Good, because so they don't want to do it like you. She told me that I was stupid. She's right. Well, no, I was. I was first investing. This is when she told me that I was dumb for investing. Or taking half my paycheck and just investing in stuff. I I recently just found out day trading, and at first I didn't day trade. I would just hedge. So that's where it had brought me up the amount of money. I bought some SDAO calls and bought some SDAO. Dennis, you are playing a game that guys that get paid millions of dollars a year play, and most of them aren't good at it. I mean, guys that run multi-billion-dollar mutual funds do what you do, and they still have questionable results. 
It takes them years and years and years of training and experience to do this. Not, I've got a friend who was once worked for a hedge fund and I'm 20 and I referee on the weekends. You are, you are the recipe of a disaster, sir. Please don't do this anymore. Your mom is right. She smells a rat and it's, you're, you're going to hurt yourself, son. Stop it. I don't think I'm going to talk you out of it because I think you're convinced yourself, but dude, I mean, listen, if eight out of 10 people that walk down the street named a street get attacked by a bear and killed don't walk down a street i mean this is it this is not i mean why do i think what am i gonna do get a bear suit i mean no i mean don't walk down a street eight out of ten people that walk down the street a bear kills them son that's what i'm telling you you know and dennis and, I think please don't act like you're different yeah and i think the appeal right when you're get rich quick it is that's what i'm saying is i'm like uh, there there's such a better formula to handle your money long term um and i think you have the you know you have the capacity to do that to do it the right way dennis that lowers the risk it's not going to be as exciting and it's not going to be like boom boom oh my gosh this this and that it's not going to bring that but it's going to bring a level of stability and build a really great financial life for yourself by starting great habits i'm like just slow down if you have debt dennis pay it off have some cash in the bank to save i mean you're you you hustle you you're looking for opportunity it's just your momentum and your focus is just geared in a way that's really risky and you're not going to come out better on the other end playing the the commodities market is almost as dumb if not dumber i did that i had a finance degree i actually know something about this stuff formally academically studied it hello um, it was not, I had a friend that was in a hedge fund and a guy comes to me and he goes, Hey, my buddy over here has been doing gold trades and we're going to buy some futures on the gold trades. And the last 11 times that he has picked the future date and our, our, our purchase rate on the thing. Um, and if we put in 5,000 bucks, we'll get 50,000 out the last, ele- he's 11 for 11 on his last five. Guess what? I put in 5,000 bucks. He, the 12th one he missed, which means you lose the whole 5,000 bucks. Mm-hmm. You either get 50 or you get nothing. That's how this works. So so that was my gold investment because I'm just as stupid and dumb. I mean, just as everybody else, I had to try it because I'm smarter than everybody else. Let me tell you, pride goes right before the fall. Once you think you find somebody's got it all figured out and they got a system, yeah, bull crap, okay? The only system that works is long-term investing in long-term track record things where 80, 90% of the people doing it make money not where 80, 90% of the people lose money and you think you're the freaking exception. This is how Vegas is operated. Everybody thinks they're the exception. And that's why Bellagio has nicer furniture in their lobby than you do because you paid for it, you people that thought you were smarter than the house. That's why they have Chalui or whatever that uh, architecture. It is crazy. What, you... what is the name of that uh, famous sculpture that does the lighting? Oh, I know. Chalui or whatever lighting in the, in the lobby. Of, With the, massive. the blown glass. Yeah. Probably, probably Chihui. Yeah. Chihui, is that it? Chihui. Thank <laughs> terrible. you. The guys in the booth are trying to help me with my hillbilly. But uh, yeah, it's like a million dollar Dave, fixture in the art lobby, is right? Fantastic. Right over the right over the right over where you check in. And guess who paid for that? Stupid people. That's who paid for that. Okay, people that thought they were going to beat the house. Listen, if you do it for entertainment and you're out of debt, stupid and you people. Have a small amount of money, and you choose. It's to not go- entertaining to lose money. <laughs> It's not entertaining to think you're the exception of the rule. I know. 
Did I make <laughs> yeah, you, you feel do. that way? <laughs> I'm a 50-50 story. Oh, God. Help us. You and Dennis go invest together. Right? <laughs> uh, that's what you all need to do. <laughs> no, it's just the long-term play, Dennis. Yeah, we just want to. Don't, don't please And stop. hey, great for refereeing. And, you yeah, were kind of laughing. You. you were kind of No, I'm just that. saying that does not qualify job. you to be a day yes. trader. I know. Because <laughs> you can call a five-year-old soccer game. This doesn't set you up to be a day trader. It's not It's not like the prerequisite to winning at day trading. So, um, you know, he does do hard work. Thank you for that. Yes, and yes. thank you for earning some extra money and so You're forth. But great, I think Dennis. your mom just... is a precious lady. I love her. She's got some sense. Mom, don't give Dennis any money. There you go. Uh, not for day trading. That's right. So, sorry, Dennis. You didn't get what you wanted here, but you will always get the truth because we love you. And we don't want to lie to you. We want you to have a good life. And so we're always going to tell you the truth, even if it's fun. This is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Deuteronomy 28, 12. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. That's the blessings on the house of Israel, on the people of Israel, the promise when they go into the promised land. The curse is you borrow. The blessing is you are having rain on your land in its season. Jim Henson said the only way the magic works is by hard work. But hard work can be fun. Father father of the Muppets. Yes, I didn't know that. All right. Stephanie is up. Stephanie is in Minneapolis. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Uh, So a little bit of context. My husband and I are three years into marriage. We did a Ramsey-ish thing for the past two years, but we have gotten really gazelle intense on baby step two. um, And we are looking to be out of debt within the next eight or so months. Congratulations. Uh, Thanks. So as we're doing this, of course, Murphy comes around. And what we're facing right now is that my husband's mom uh, is looking at about $50,000 in dental work that needs to be done. All of her teeth have to be extracted. She needs dentures or implants or something like that. And she is looking to us for help. So uh, she called and asked my husband to fill out a loan application while she was at the dentist. And he was like, but I can't do this right now. I'll call you back later. So of course we talked and learned more that she's hoping that maybe we would, if we aren't willing to do that, we take out a home equity line of credit or maybe sell the house. So as a little bit of background, my husband purchased this home for his mom a few years back before we got married. Uh, But by purchase, I mean, she paid the down payment um, and she has been giving him money to pay the mortgage, but he had the credit score. He had just graduated from college. And so they used his credit score, his name for first time home buyer. And um, this debt has been weighing on him because if anything happens to her at any moment, then we are now responsible for that house as well. So you, the you, other, wait, do, who, who, you live in that house? We do not live in that house. Okay. Where is that house? That house is in Connecticut. Oh, that's her house. Yes. Okay. So uh, she's going to sell her house. 
No, it's technically in his name. So oh, so he, he could sell he could seller. sell the house that she lives in, and right. get get rid of the debt, and she would have the money for her dental out of the house that is hers. It's morally right. hers, but it's in his name. Right. So yeah. then we don't understand fully the tax implications of selling the house and then giving her that money. Uh, how much money is it? Uh, the dental work would be... No, no, no. How much is the house worth? Oh, the house is worth about three hundred and fifty, three hundred and sixty thousand. dollars 360000 Okay. What did they pay for it? 235000 I mean, 360 and 235, was that the two numbers? Yes. And how long have they had it? Uh, probably about six years now. Okay. All right. And he's not been depreciating it as a rental property on his taxes, has he? Nope. Okay, good. And, um, okay, there may be a little bit of tax involved, but it won't be a ton. Okay. Mm-hmm. It'll be 15% of the gain. The gain would be three sixty minus the selling expenses, which will probably be thirty thousand. So about three thirty. So you might have a hundred thousand dollars in gain, and it might be fifteen thousand dollars in taxes. So I would sell the house and pay the okay. taxes and give her the money. Okay. And is there a gift tax on yeah, there would giving be. her yeah. that money? Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna have to, you're gonna you're gonna have to manipulate this because this was a dumb bad deal. It's going to take a little bit of work to get out of it. But, no, we're not borrowing money. If she wants to sell her house, by the way, she needs to get a second and third opinion. Uh, I've been doing yes, financial coaching a long yet. time. I have never yet heard of a $50,000 dental operation. Not once. Unless there was some kind of car accident. Well, if they're taking all of her teeth out, they're going to put in veneers or something. I don't care. I, I really want to get a second and maybe a third opinion. Okay. Okay. On this. In other words, if you're going to do a $50,000 remodel, you get three bids. Mm -hmm. The same thing here. Okay. Because I'm, I'm, I'm suspect. Okay. So yeah, yeah, I think if mom wants to sell the house, that's hers. We got to figure out what the tax implications are and that money has to be held back and the rest of the money she can have and use for her dental. Okay. But no, I'm not going to borrow money. No. And she doesn't, right. she, and don't put a HELOC on the house, obviously. No, not asking. in your name. You already got enough debt in your name. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so she's now a renter with good teeth. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, man. I'm sorry. What a mess. Let me tell you, though, this is a really clean break to something that's going to get worse year by year. Mm-hmm. This is going to go sideways at some mm-hmm. point because this lady doesn't handle money well and he's propped her up with this purchase and it's going to go sideways someday so this is the this is a good time for it to go sideways and get it cleaned up and get all get his name off of all of her debt the debt that's associated with her okay so the best thing is to sell this house let her take the money and just keep whatever the, we this house meaning the one taxes. she lives in that's in your husband's right. name Right. Yeah, but get yeah. to t- get tax. You got two types of taxes you have to consider. Like you said, gift tax. Is there a way to work around that? And then you also have to consider the capital gains tax on it. Capital gains tax probably going to be around ten or fifteen thousand bucks on this, based on what I, what you told me. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And there, if you can, you can probably move around some stuff on the gift tax and not have any. But you probably need to do a couple, How much is of, gift tax? What's couple the, of gyrations. It's ridiculous if you get into it. But um, what is the thing this year? I can't even remember. Let's get my cheat sheet out. 
Come on, come on, come on. It's fine. No uh, sixteen thousand and twenty-two. Okay. So it's probably up a little bit from that. So it's probably twenty thousand. So you know that that she, that much of it's not going to be taxable, but the rest of it they're going to have to do something with. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. You, you're gonna you need tax advice, and you need a realtor. Um, but I think this whole story is going to change when you tell mom the house is sold. Because right now, all she's wanting to do is borrow, mm-hmm. and now she's got to move. So I think this is going to change. I bet you the whole thing blows up, but I'm just, but I'm trying to stir up trouble because <laughs> trouble needs to be stirred up here because it's going to come sooner or later. Yeah. And we might as well go ahead and get it out of the way because, um, yeah, you don't have a money problem, Stephanie. you got a mother-in-law problem, and I'm trying to help you with that. So get get her with and that's what's hard about good, clear boundaries. Yep. And yeah. in that situation... Like she said, yeah. you graduated college, had a good credit score. Mom needs a house. I'll take it out in my name, right? All the your this, husband. This stuff. This stuff happens. Your well. husband didn't tell his mother no when he should have. But he wouldn't know too, though. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Is a lot of this stuff, though. This is where it is. It's the, it's the good intention. Yeah, it makes sense. Mom can't get the house, but I can put it in my name. She can pay me. Like it all sounds good until yeah. you're married. Exactly. <laughs> True. <laughs> And also, it's that's why you have to be careful with money and the good intention with family members and friends. So don't put your name on other people's debt ever. And if you're going to loan, if you want to, if someone's asking for a loan, you either give it or say no. But this whole like attached your name to my stuff and my money thing that it just gets weird. It gets weird. So remember, clean. Everything needs to be clean. I guess I'm going to get hate mail from dentists, but that's okay. I'm trying to get. No, more, I'm I do trying to get, think trying to get more of them. Business. I think dental stuff is expensive, though. Yeah, well, yeah, and sometimes, and yeah, check it, get a bid. Yes, get get another opinion. It's not a bid. Yeah. It's a. We're not getting. We're not doing drywall, but don't get a bid. But yeah, yeah let's Second, get get several get several opinions yep. and estimates. And is there other ways to? solve this Fix issue problem yeah because this sounds like a complete reconstruction like there was a said. car wreck or something yes like oh man nasty extracting everything and whole new set of teeth <sighs> mm. young 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 people you 18 year olds 17 year olds 22 year olds parents come to you asking you to do stuff like this don't i love you mom no i love you mom no and by the way no is a i love you dad no freaking sentence there you go i love you dad no. <laughs> sometimes the dads yeah. Well, this was mom. Were you? I know, mom? I know, I know. Come on, come on. <laughs> that puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz, co-host on The Ramsey Show. If you want to do your debt-free scream live on the show, visit RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream. We'd love for you to come to Nashville and tell Dave your story. That's RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream.